everyone. Before we start the show, we just wanted to let you know that there's a couple ways that you could get in touch with us. We would absolutely love to hear from you. So you can reach us via email at thursdayhouse1 at gmail.com or our very own website at thursdayhouse.com. There you can see our latest episodes when they drop and links to things we've talked about or um, lists. Who knows? We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram, MeWe, and Gab at Thursday House Podcast or on Parlor at Thursday House. Now on to the chaos. We have a very uh, special episode this week. We are coming to you live from the uh, HEAV Convention Center, Homeschool Convention. I guess if we say the name of it, we're like releasing our like secret location. Well, we're releasing our secret location for today. Yeah, just today. Although, yeah, we yeah, don't sure. live here, maybe. There are people from all over. I've already run into people from Colorado, oh. Florida. And um, so this is it's a very large homeschool convention. There's usually, well, before COVID, there were about 11,000 people every year that come to this homeschool convention. So I believe it. And we have our daughters with us today. We so do. Here's some like. Can you say hi? Hi. Can you say hi? She's waving. <laughs> Molly's waving. So we have not had the privilege of coming to the convention for the last two years, unfortunately. So this is just the bees knees. It's pretty awesome. Um, we did do it. We kind of um, listened to some of the lectures on band last year. It's just not the same. No. There's no. something about being around 11,000 homeschoolers. Yes. Uh, it's very family family friendly. So oh, there's yes. lots of kids running around. It's very diverse. Oh, extremely diverse. Diverse and and then there's homeschooling grandparents, there's teens, there's babies, there's toddlers, and everybody in between. Yes, and um, yeah, it's really, I, I like the diversity of ages. It is, it's relatively not diverse in that this, um, some homeschool conventions are very secular. This one yes. is very, very Christian-oriented. Very much so. A lot of the talks are very biblically centered. Mom, they yes. I would say like 80%. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and so, anyway, so so far today we have both been to um, a keynote, a keynote address, mm-hmm. uh, which was with Bill Tuttle, and then we both have been to one um, one workshop, workshop, one one talk. The the wonderful thing about this now is, you know, I encourage you if you're homeschooling to try to find one of these near you. It might not be this big, but. Um, there's a lot of benefits to coming to these conventions. You get to see what other people are doing. You get to um, kind of try out the different curricula. There's oh, this yeah. huge expo um, where you can meet with all the different people that you know actually designed the books and designed the curricula. If you have questions, um, huge used curriculum sale. But then also a lot of the talks are um, are either you know ideas about how to homeschool or a lot of it is um, really just kind of recharging the batteries. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's to, to stimulate you, especially if you're feeling... I like that it's at the end of the year, too. So, it, it, you know, for those of you who don't homeschool all year, it's nice at the end of the year to have a little bit of a refresher. And the lady this morning, the first thing she said was, you're, you can't ruin your kids. <laughs> you're not going to ruin your kids. And so I think there's... Some people need a little of that element at the end of their school year to go, you know what, we did really do a good job. We did, you know, we didn't do it perfectly, and so what? And that's that's a big theme here. Nobody does it perfectly. No, there is no such thing as perfect. And and you always start out at the beginning of the year thinking you're going to accomplish all these things. And, and maybe you do, and maybe you get half of them done, you know? Right. I mean, some, sometimes you're speeding over done something, sometimes you hit a wall. I've, I've recently, I've, I'm not... For a long time, told people I'm on my like third art curriculum before I finally found one I liked. You know, I mean, it's a lot of like start stop sometimes. So that's why I think it's really important to meet with other parents that are doing it, um, and 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 
get some of that like good feedback, that good like motivation that you can do it. Yeah, some atta girls, some empowerment, if you will. Yeah, and I always cry. Like yes. it's hysterical. I'm like the least crying person on Correct. the planet. And then as soon as someone starts talking, I like. <laughs> Because it's just, it's, it's really, nice. Um, it's, it's, it's encouraging. And it's very encouraging. And I think that's their, I think that's what they are hoping to achieve with these conventions. It's just to empower you, but also you're not alone and you're doing a good job. Yeah. And it really is. I mean, they had, like yesterday they had an entire day devoted to special needs. The special needs was mostly like ADHD and autism and dyslexia and stuff like that. But, um. They also have, you know, sections for people who are just starting out on, like, the law and what you need to know about curriculum and defending your curriculum. But then they also have things for people, I mean, this is, like, my, what, fifth time maybe to, you know, and I've, I've been doing this for a while. There's always things you can learn. And your kids are constantly getting older, so, like, you might let it, you know, I kind of feel like I own elementary education at this point, but, you know, my daughter's about to go into your seasons are always are constantly changing, especially if you have more than one kid. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So anyway, we just thought we'd start off the show today, giving you a little uh, where we are. You know, view from the. Uh, we're actually in this beautiful like uh, convention center in this uh, glass tunnel sky bridge right now. So it's very inspiring. Um, it's, and it's really nice. It's definitely like the highlight of my year. Mm-hmm. One, one of the highlights. Not, you know, it's not Christmas or anything, but it's pretty close. I totally look forward to it because we haven't had it for the last oh. two years. Usually my, head, um, my husband comes too because he loves it. And um, he didn't realize they were doing it in person this year, so he didn't take off. So he won't be here till tomorrow. But there are a bunch of dads here There are too. a lot of dads. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So we've got about seven minutes to get to our next workshop. <laughs> well, um, Molly's saying hi. We're gonna um, pick this up next weekend. Yeah, we've got a couple more topics and a bunch of items. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, today we are. However, I will say before we leave, we're sporting our yeah. brand new. Oh yeah, our merch. Thursday House podcast T-shirts. We made T-shirts, so if you want one, let us know. Yeah, give us a week. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're hopefully going to be expanding this thing yes, a little bit. That would so be it's very exciting. So uh, we'll try to post a picture of oh us in our t-shirts. That's a great idea. Convention. All right. Well, the little ones are getting out of control. It's wiggle so time. We will uh, we'll sign off for here and pick it up tomorrow or next week. Hey, and we're back. I know. That's going to be really weird because it's going to be like we didn't really leave <laughs> you, that you don't know that it's like almost a week later oh, it, it's a week later it's a week later oh almost. almost yeah yeah well we were at the convention yes and then the convention all week and and then the, that made the first part of the week kind of busy it did it really did so now we're back to finish up what we started <laughs> do you want to recap any um other things from the homeschool convention that you um that you learned about? Um, I don't have anything in particular, um, mostly because you just sprung that on me. I, I, <laughs> I'm just we all know how much you enjoy me springing things on you. Um, I had a very good time. I thoroughly enjoyed having my daughter there. That was really fun because um, then she would ask questions, and then I got to tell her, well, you're going to be homeschooled and all the people here are going to do the exact same thing. And this is why we do it. Uh-huh. And she thought that was pretty cool. So then when I went on Saturday and I was more by myself, it was kind of like, oh. Oh, and <laughs> I was all alone. See, and that's funny because on Saturday I brought all of my family. <laughs> Everyone. And I was wishing the entire time that I was all alone and could just do the things that I needed to do and get the curriculum stuff done that I needed to do without all my kids going, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. But yes, because I think we explained it before, but um, there's a, a section of the convention that is just a giant exhibit hall. And it's, I don't know, if everybody pretends that's not their favorite part, they're liars. Because <laughs> it's the best. It's, it's so shops, fun. 
They have people you can talk to. They have times where the speakers will go and sit in their booths and can answer questions, and they have stuff for sale, and toys and books and lions and tigers and bears. Mm-hmm. And you can really you can test stuff out, too, because, like, I, I think I've said before, I'm on my third art curriculum, and I finally found one that I really, really enjoy. The kids really enjoy it really has everything I wanted. It teaches about the artists, but it also teaches a technique. And since I'm not an artist, I really needed some help. And so, but it took me three different curricula to get the right one. And I'm kind of doing that right now with language. Like we've tried several curricula and my kids just don't, aren't really doing great with it. And so we're starting a new curriculum, which I actually think it's, it's much more geared to younger kids. Yes. And I think it's going to be a lot more fun. I was going to say, I think fun is the element that maybe was missing with some of the other things. Yes. And Not that they weren't good or highly rated. I just think this new one looks fun. Right. And I think, um, especially with language or something really difficult like that, um, you really need fun. Like, in fact, I was just talking to a mom um, Tuesday um, whose daughter was, you know, previously had done well in math and then got a bad math teacher. And this year just really cratered um, and didn't quite learn her multiplication tables and then and then didn't have a great foundation of multiplication. And so then all of a sudden was not doing well in long division. And then they immediately went into fractions. And now she's just like in a train wreck. So behind. And, um... And she said, the worst part is that, you know, she's just, she, she doesn't think it's fun. And I, and so it's drudgery. And, and, you know, I've been talking about getting our tutor and all this other stuff. And I go, well, that's too bad because math is fun. And I said, and it's, it's, it's easy if you look at it from a conceptual basis and then learn how to do the thing. It's, you know. Um, but it can be really fun because it can be really rewarding because you have so many opportunities for success. And I really feel like some of these with kids, you really have to build the fun in. You know, that's why everybody says I hated history when I was a kid because it was m- miserable and just reading a book and memorizing dates and everything. And I and I started liking history when I was an adult because you'd read historical fiction or you'd read better books or you'd watch movies or whatever. Right. And, and that's, you know, again, that's putting the fun into it, not just taking a textbook and just reading a textbook. I I have to imagine that based off of the handful of history teachers I've ever had, they're all boring. I mean, I'm sure there are a couple lively, engaging teachers, but for the most part, it's older males who have a monotone sort of way of relaying (laughs) in from, like, how could anybody find that fun? Yeah. And actually, I mean, my kids are, we have one... History, we do have done history pockets and they have activities and they're fun and everything. But then we have a supplemental history um, that I'm going to trash right now. So I'm not going to say what it is, but it is kind of, you know, listening to a monotone man tell a story. And then I do think the activities are pretty good and I like the questions. And I'm basically just using it as a foundation. Um, But I actually just ordered, I haven't even gotten to tell you this. Um, the Tuttle Twins, which is a group of books that I highly recommend, um, they put out an American history textbook for kids. Ooh. And so I ordered that today. So I'm thinking that um, my oldest daughter, she's about to start a real live American history textbook. And I'm going to I'm going to do that with her. But this I think the boys will enjoy because we've kind of basically gotten to the point where we're up to. So um this history book of American history starts at twelve fifteen. Oh wow! So it goes far. It goes pretty far back. That's so really far. yeah. So we're you know we're we we're, we're in that time realm where we can kind of um, where we can kind of uh, uh, get switch from what we were doing to this new Something curriculum. Like yeah, and kind of try and and try that. And then I will have to like go back and supplement some of the world history. But I feel like the the history pockets that we've done have really hit the ancient world pretty good with oh, yeah. ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, ancient Rome. And so I feel like we've got the ancient world pretty well. And then we're going to, you know, kind of hit American history, 1215 to current. And so that just kind of leaves us the middle ages and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that we'll, you know, I'll be able to find something, but 
that, you know, this is part of what homeschooling is, you know, you have to find what works for your kids and not be afraid to keep trying no, something walk now. Walk away from something. Yeah. The other thing, and I'm going to do this, um, I was going to tell you that um, I'm going to, um, in one of our next podcasts very soon, I bought a new Bible curriculum from Apologia. It's a, a brand new one. It has an Old Testament section and a New Testament section. Um, the author is Rachel Carmen, and I saw her talk at the homeschool convention, and she's a great speaker. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So we're going to be um, bringing that in as, a, as a, our, our new Bible curriculum. And so I'll review it here in a few months and we'll see how so we, go, we go with it. That's so. often something that I don't think about when you think of curriculum. Mm-hmm. But why not? Right. And, and when, you know, when she was talking about it, she was like, I think, you know, most of us who, whose kids attend Sunday school, the Sunday school has a curriculum, you know, they usually yeah, yeah. have a curriculum. It's usually a three year repeating curriculum or something like that. And so my kids have always had a Bible curriculum, but they only get it for one hour on Sunday. There's no reason to not like, to you know, work it into your week as well, you know? Um, so anyway, so I'll be reviewing that soon. So, okay. We've hit the homeschool convention and I hope that, you know, I hope that we've at least given you all, um, you know, through our podcast, an, an idea of what it might be like, what, you know, maybe to consider um, homeschooling. I think it's extremely rewarding and it's really not that difficult. There's so many tools out there right now to help you. Um, so, you know, it was kind of fun to go to the homeschool convention for the first time in two years two since COVID. Years. Like it was an agonizing break. Mm-hmm. And if you can find a convention near you, um, if you, you know, when I lived in Missouri, I was going to travel to Richmond for this homeschool convention in Virginia because, um, because it's large and such a good, um, homeschool convention, but, um, there are, there are big homeschool conventions pretty much in every region of the United States. So oh, yeah. if you are or interested, hub, like in a bigger city, right. If you're interested, just look online and see um, if there's one near you. Um, they're really fascinating to go to. It's so worth it. And, and I do believe the people that put on the conventions often will have really great hotel and accommodation recommendations. Too. Absolutely. And usually um, they have at least a beginning um you know, how to get started, what is the law in your area around homeschooling and stuff like that. And your area may also have a um, an association. So if you're interested in it, look into it. It's really, it's really rewarding. I definitely um, recommend at least giving yourself the opportunity, the knowledge to think right. about it. Yeah. I mean, even if you're just thinking about it, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah. Um, all right. So what's our, That's what's a- our next activity today? Um, I figured since today was going, this episode anyway, was going to be our review, if you will, of the convention that we may want to do something kind of funny at the end. Okay. Um, I was Googling and I found, um, some funny interview questions. Now I, I believe these questions are job interview related. Okay. But they're really absurd. Oh my gosh! So okay, I think the the criteria was they were like interview questions where the interviewee would be like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> it was really not like, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" Because okay. everybody's always prepared for that. All right. So if I was if I was to stumble upon these questions as an interviewee, I think I would be really I'd be vexed. I have to say, I have like I've done several interviews in the last couple of businesses that I, you know, we I've had to interview people for positions, and um, as part of like an interviewing um, group, whether it be med students, residents, um, actual professors, that kind of thing, and the um, every company that I've worked at recently or the university I worked at, they had set interview questions, and they were absolutely that everyone asked. So, like, if this person met with six people, those six people asked all the same questions. And they were terrible. They were terrible. You get no, you really don't get any idea of what this person is like. They're just absolutely terrible questions. So, I think this will be fun. So, do you want to pretend to interview me or how are we going to do this? I thought since I sent you the link on your phone, Uh I thought maybe we could do it round robin style. Uh 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 So, maybe we could each pick 
We can go down the list. There's 80. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, yeah. it's a formidable list. We, we probably shouldn't do 80. Okay. So you don't think? Who's going to start? Um, I'll start. Okay. I'll ask you. Um, and there was... I probably should have brought it up before I said... Okay. This one was currently my favorite. Okay. Is cereal soup? Is a hot dog a sandwich question? It's not. It's not a sandwich. Oh, my gosh. I mean, every time, like, this question, like, circulates on Twitter, (laughs) I want to be like, do you people have nothing better to do than have this argument about hot dogs and sandwiches? But so is cereal soup. I mean, I was going to say no because it's cold, but there are cold soups. But let's all be honest. Cold soups are terrible. Gross. I've, I've never eaten one, and I hopefully never will. I mean, I I um I made a soup a few years ago for a party. I got out of a cookbook, and it was a champagne camembert soup. Oh, that was good. And well, so no, that. okay. I mean, it's much better hot. It's much better hot. But I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it at hot, so I just pretended it w- pretended it was a chilled soup, and it was okay. But but take any chilled soup and heat it up, and it's better. It's awesome. So I lied. I have had cold soup because I ate that soup. Uh, I mean, but like every other kind of cold soup, no, thank you. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna still go with cereal is cold, and it is not. And soup. it's also not a soup because it's just milk. Right. It's not a prepared broth. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I'm going with now. It's probably the only soup. Well, no, my son actually eats soup. I was gonna say my the only soup, a soup my son would eat, but. He eats some soups. He likes soup. He likes yeah. tomato soup. Mm-hmm. He likes chili. It's more of a stew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is oh. it my turn? Yes. And hot dogs are not sandwiches. <laughs> okay. This is the first one I gave to. You can pick. I mean, we have 80 to choose from. I mean, I just think this is funny because, you know, how many, um, I we all know that I now, I started out with six chickens and then I had 10 chickens and now I have like 17 chickens or whatever. It's just going to keep going. So how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? <laughs> I saw that one too. Um, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? I mean, keep in mind, ch- chickens I've heard are the descendants of dinosaurs. Yeah. And I will tell you they're mean, mean little they have animals. like raptor feet. Um, I would say... About two, 200, 250. Because their elephant skin is incredibly thick. It is. If you picked any other animal, I would say like 10 to 12. I don't know if it, if, I mean, yeah, I think it would have to be a lot. I just, I, I feel like the elephant would just be swatting. Now, if you ask me how long it would take, I would not be able to answer that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. There's a bunch of funny ones here. They are. You know, I mean, okay. Don't ask me this one, but, um. (laughs) This is actually, I'm only picking this up because I think this would actually make a good interview question. Like, what's your spirit animal? I mean, that's very topical. It is. And it gets, again, it gets people to talk about themselves. All you want in an interview is for someone to talk long enough to assess whether or not they're insane or not. Right. Right? And if you're just asking them stuff like, well, tell me about your last project at your last company. That is not going to work. It's, it's not, not going to do it. And most of the time, they were probably assigned that project anyway, uh-huh. so they came up with it on their own. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Now ask me another one. Okay. I got a lot. Uh, there's a few on here that yeah. I really enjoy. Um, what is the most annoying color? I mean, okay. What's the most annoying color? Yeah. Most annoying color. Just like when you see it, you're like, oh, that again. I'm going to I'm going to say some sort of brown that is just not a pretty brown but a brown that looks like a bodily function went wrong. Correct. Is maybe the grossest. I, I unfortunately I had time to think about some of these mm-hmm. as I was looking through and I also came up with brown cuz I was going to say yellow. I know I was going to say yellow too. But I think brown's way yuckier. Yellow's just annoying because they keep trying to make yellow do things yellow shouldn't do. Right? Like a, a daisy is beautiful. The sunrise is beautiful. Um, a blazer should not be yellow. Mm-hmm. Just to stop trying to make yellow perform a function that it, should, that it shouldn't perform. <laughs> okay. Let's see. My turn. Hmm. 
<laughs> okay. There's so many good ones. If animals could talk, which would be the most boring? <laughs> um, who would be really boring? Um, an elephant comes to mind, but I feel like they have memories and things, so their brains might actually be more complex than they look like. Um, maybe a whale. A whale? Yeah. Especially the ones that are really solitary. Uh-huh. And they just swim around. Yeah, I think I can I can see that. All right. I like that. That's a good answer. We'll go with that. Okay, and this one I immediately thought of to ask you. Mm-hmm. What sport would be the funniest to add a mandatory amount of alcohol to? Okay. <laughs> I have this one. Oh. Okay. Because let's be honest. Um not not professionally, obviously, those those people probably don't drink before their sports. But, not. but the rest of us do. There is not a sport that I can think of that I haven't had some sort of minimum amount of alcohol to. I have even played tennis barefoot and, you know, after several beers at a party. Um, Bowling, obviously. Golf, obviously. Um, Baseball, obviously. Like, these are all sports that I have played inebriated. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, but what sport would be funny to add alcohol to? Um, this sport I have banned from my house because A, I don't think it's a sport and B, it's awful. But C, my husband loves it and will watch it for hours. And that would be the sport of curling. <gasps> and I think watching those people try to like walk broom mm-hmm. or not fall on the ice or, or, or very carefully release that thing, um, whatever that thing is called. No one knows. But but it would have to be a, a large a, a minimum. Like a large minimum. Yeah, it couldn't be like a, a light beer or two. Like there would have to be. So the people performing this sport are mm-hmm. from colder regions. And mm-hmm. I think their alcohol tolerance is higher. Right. So you would need to up the ante. I think you would have to like um, if your thing, whatever that thing is called. I used to know this, this but if, if your thing got knocked off, mm-hmm. I think you have to do a shot of vodka. And just keep going until so so it would get progressively funnier. Oh my gosh, as it went on. As it went on. It would entice people to watch more it, of it. That is the only way I would watch it. That's the only way I would watch it. My family watches it too when the Olympics comes on. I just I I can't. I can't. It um, might be the most annoying thing about my husband is his love of curling. I have a question for you not to ask me, because you told okay. me not to ask okay. anyone. Um which sport is the most boring? Yeah, because I wouldn't ask you that because you would say all of them. Yes, I would say yes. I know. So, like, I'm not, no, that's too easy. Okay. Um, oh, no. Oh, there's two that I would ask you. Okay. Um, okay, we're just going to go with what is the worst, most annoying catchphrase? Um, the worst, most annoying catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Like catchphrase from a character, yeah, probably, or just catchphrase like the people say. Okay, either one. Oh gosh. Um, See, this is the kind of off the top of your head thinking that I've come to appreciate about you. I know, but I don't. I mean, there's so much. Um. Initially, like Steve Urkel comes to mind. Mm-hmm. What did he always say? Did I do that? Oh, yeah. That was pretty bad. That's pretty annoying. And then they'd have the, like, fake studio clapping in the background. Right. Yeah. That was pretty annoying. That was. That was pretty annoying. Oh, or didn't the little girl from Full House uh-huh. always say something stupid, too? What was they that? They always had some obnoxious thing. It, did, was that a requirement of, like, 1980s, 1990s sitcoms? Is that somebody on the show had to have a... Catchphrase. Catchphrase. I think for Full House, didn't all of them have one? I think just the two younger girls. No, because Uncle Jesse had one too, right? Have mercy. Oh, there you go. I mean, the, it was like there were four different characters, yeah, three or yeah. four different characters in that show that had a catchphrase. That's awful. Okay. Okay. Your turn. Okay. Drop the ball on that one. Okay. So I'm going gonna, gonna to scroll down really far. Um, <clears throat> okay. What would be your dream job? Oh, what would be my dream job? I kind of think I have it. Um, I 
I would like to be a real live full-time farmer. I, I mean, I'm trying to get there and I'm still kind of, unfortunately, I make too much money doing what I'm doing right now to like sacrifice that at this point. But I would like, I, I ascribe someday to being a full-time farmer. So that would probably be my dream job. I think. I think that's excellent. I should ask you the same question. What would be your dream job? What would be my dream job? Um, probably a stay-at-home mom. That would probably be my my ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Like that's the highest echelon of, of what I would like to be. I do already have a dream job currently because I always, as growing up, I was like, I want to be a baby holder. That's what I want my job to be. <laughs> And then it happened. I know you've gotten to hold a lot of babies, Lots of babies. most of, mostly mine, but mm-hmm. um, and yours. But yes. um, yeah, That's a lot of babies. It's a lot between the two of us. So in my current profession, like if you mean a, a paying job, then that would be my, my baby holder. Job. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I feel like you do more than baby hold, but um, but I'll let you get away with it That's for now. Good. That's the good bit. It's the good, the good part. Mm-hmm. All right, have we reached our, have we reached our... I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, I think we need two more. You think we need two more? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now I'm trying to, again, I'm trying to think about this from a, um, from a job perspective. So, <laughs> okay. This is good. I like this one. If you had to relocate, where would you least like to live? Oh, where would I least like to live? Um, somewhere hot where they have a lot of insects. So, like Australia, like the outback. Mm-hmm. Or, like, are there deserts in South America? I mean, I don't think that you have to go to another continent to find something mm-hmm. hot and with lots of insects. Like, pretty much the entire southern border of the United States kind yeah, of meets like, that. I'm always near somewhere that someone that I know. Like oh, if okay. I'm somewhere where nobody I know is, I see. And I have to completely relocate. Uh huh. So like either the rainforest. I think the rainforest is beautiful from afar. I don't actually want to live there because everything will kill you. Oh my goodness! All right. Okay. Well, I'm not moving to the rainforest. Okay. So you won't be forced to relocate for me. Okay. It's a lot off my mind. Okay. Oh, no, that one wouldn't be good for you. Um, I'll read this one that would not be good for you. Okay. Which which smells better, fresh-cut grass or bread baking in the oven? You have outdoor allergies, so I think that fresh-cut grass. I still love the smell of fresh-cut grass. It, it does nearly kill me every time. <laughs> so, like, yesterday I was running, and this guy was mowing his lawn and blowing all the grass clippings into the street. Which is illegal, by the way. And also, like... Stop. If you're right next to somebody running on the road, pause for just a second. Like, you don't need Most to spray grass at them. But I literally, I, I ran past him with not breathing and then waited to breathe for another, like, 40 yards, hoping I could... To make it. Make it. And I still, like, about, you know, a few minutes later started to feel it come on. I mean, like, I am highly that is my kryptonite there's a difference between smelling fresh cut grass Mm -hmm. and being submerged yes that's true and it's not like you know i mean it's i guess it's probably like somebody who um loves the smell of mcdonald's and then thus eats it to the point of like being 400 pounds and Mm -hmm. and dying of you know cardiac heart you know heart disease or diabetes or whatever um uh, you can love something that's really, really bad for you. So I love the smell of cut grass, but I love the smell of bread. Yeah. I don't really love the smell of yeast. No. But I love the smell of baking still bread. breaking baking bread. Oh. So, you know, the smell of yeast, you know what I mean? That smell of yeast. Like yes. when you go to like a brewery. Oh, that's that's hops. And that's Is that hops. Okay. It smells like. Um, it smells like horse feed that went bad. Yeah. Like real bad. Yeah, I don't. Anyway. All right. Because sometimes my husband goes into a, a local brewery with me and I have to go in with him. Because if I stand outside, I'm just going to look weird. Yeah. Don't want to come in because your establishment smells like livestock feed. Okay. I have to. Okay. This is one up from yours and this will be our last one. Okay. okay. 
But this would be, I think you would come up with a really great answer for this. Wow, so, really put me on the spot there. I know, I'm sorry. What is the one thing you wish could exist but doesn't at the moment? And I feel like you are the, I'm giving, I'm going to riff here to give you some time to think. I feel like you're one of those people that like invents things that they never like then actually build, but they like invent things that should be invented. Like they think of things that should be invented all the time. So I have a feeling. I do. I mean, I have, I I have some stupid inventions that I've come up with that now, of course, I can think of none of them. Um, Maybe a pill you could take when all your ideas drain out of your head and people put you on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Something that's like a Segway, but it flies. Like, it, it goes in the yeah. air. Yeah. Like a hoverboard? But, like, it actually goes off. The thing. <laughs> like it literally flies. Not just oh. you, you look like a total turd just flying around on your hoverboard. I think that would be really dangerous. But, you know, I mean, I like it. I, I bet fine. a lot of people thought the automobile was really dangerous, too. Uh, it is. Do you know how many people die every year? <laughs> many. In car accidents? <laughs> a lot. I'm just saying. All right, cool. I like it. I did want to invent a gruel that, like, like you eat like an oatmeal that had all your daily nutrients in it, but it would taste good. And no, it would not taste good. But you'd have to eat it anyway. I think that's a bad idea. I'm not. I'm not. And and then you're gonna call it gruel on top of that. It would. The people at marketing would hopefully come up with something better. I mean, I think if you could figure out. A way to do that and make it taste super yummy, like a piece of pizza or like taco like, bowl like or something. Every, every nutrient that you need. It. Mm, I like it. Split I just want it because you got to eat it three times. You can't just eat one meal a day. Why not? Some of us do. I know. <laughs> Doesn't seem sustainable. I think that I want to go back and figure out when people started doing this, the three meals a day kind of thing. I think that's where we started. I think that was the the catalyst to you know the the obesity problem we have now i'll give you that lunch might be bunk but like you needed to eat before you went and worked for the day and you were probably really hungry i really totally disagree i mean i just i don't like eating in the morning i like having a cup of coffee but i don't like eating in the morning and a lot of people with this like new intermittent fasting craze don't eat until like afternoon i think I think it's a it's an even 50-50 split. Most people, some people literally can't eat in the morning. I can't. It I makes can't me eat yogurt. kind of grow, feel bad. If I eat, if I eat a, try to eat a yogurt in the morning, like, that makes me sick. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people cannot eat breakfast. And a lot of people are like, I, like me, like, I could not start my day without And, eating. like, the only thing I could eat in the morning that doesn't make me sick is, like, a bagel and cream cheese, which is, like, maybe the worst, yeah. I mean, thing that you could eat ever. Yes. Minus a donut, which I, I, we all know I hate donuts. I mean, I just abhor donuts. Unless I'm pregnant. If I'm ever eating a donut, you know that I'm pregnant. Okay, I'll be on the lookout for that. Uh huh. Well, I think donuts as breakfast are disgusting. Mm, yeah, just, it's, it's too much sugar. My husband suggested that on, we were talking about staying over like at the lake because sometimes we just leave on a weekend um, morning. And uh, we don't stay the extra day. Mm. And he's like, well, we could just, like, get a cinnamon roll and then go home. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, you can't just eat that. It's like a kimchi, <sighs> doesn't it? Um, yeah. For some reason, I, I feel like that now we're just we're just way off. We're, we're way down the rabbit hole. Cinnamon rolls do seem to be, like, the adult. Like, donuts are for children. They can handle <laughs> that, like, insanely, cloyingly sweet. Oh, like, but I don't that's, want to be- in a car with those three children after they've I know but, but their their palate is can handle that and then I think the transition to that as an adult is the cinnamon roll because it's mm-hmm. more complex flavors and blah 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 so I know a lot of adults who won't eat donuts but will eat cinnamon rolls I still think they're cloyingly sweet and awful I don't know why I, yeah. I I'm not a fan monkey bread I can't Whatever you know, like my, I had an aunt who always made monkey bread. I mean, I'd rather somebody just shoot me. I mean, I'll, I'll eat a. So I I have a friend on Twitter, and she was asking um, if anybody else's um, significant other, male significant others, um, um, would drink eggs, just drink them raw, and I was like, no, no. No. I don't even care about like a like bacteria standpoint. I know. It doesn't 
bother me, but like the feeling, the squish, the slimy, none of it. All the things, yeah. just drinking eggs. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's good for you. Eggs are like the perfect food, but. Um, and I know a lot of people that add raw egg to smoothies. I'm just not going to do that. No. I, I could add it to a smoothie, I think. I think it would just make it kind of creamy. It would. It would be creamy and maybe very delicious, but I, I can't. I think I could do that, but I could not house one Rocky style. No, nope. I'd rather eat every sea vegetable that ever lived before I'm eating a raw egg. I mean, which is, we all know how much <laughs> you enjoy the sea vegetables. So, all right, cool. I think we have, I think we have, you know, um, beaten the dead horse. Yeah. Or whatever. Yes. Feel free to use our questions for your next interview. <laughs> really, like, throw oh, people off. I think that would be hysterical. If anyone's listening right now Especially and they're if like... You work for, like, a big corporation. I mean, I think if you just walked in and said, hi, it's very nice to meet you. So how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? So you would either get people, like, super jazzed about working there or scared for their life. Oh, they would. Some people might just walk, stand up, walk out. And I think that would actually be a good barometer. If they can't well, depends handle on your perfection. I know, but I mean if they can't handle just a funny But what if you're trying to suss out silly people? Um what if you are like a Why would you want to do that? What profession <laughs> would you want to like suss out somebody with a sense of humor? Yeah, I guess I feel like everyone in the world right now, especially if you were born like after 1992. Your problem isn't that you take things too lightly. <laughs> Let me just PSA time. If you were born in the 90s or the 2000s or the 2010s or whatever, if you were born sometime in the last 25 years, trust me when I tell you, your issue is not that things just roll off your back. Right. Like stop being so dang serious. I know. Life Get is, over it. Life's not that life life is hard, but life is also very funny. Yes. It's funny and fun and beautiful and wonderful. And if, people like fall down and hurt themselves. Yes. It's funny sometimes. It is. It is. We had an entire kind of humor before oh you were born. Do you know what maybe the problem is? Huh? That America's funny some videos aren't on primetime anymore. It might be. They're on like some B channel. Like I I, I mean sometimes we watch it. It, you all need to to take yourself a little less seriously. So so feel free. Oh, and you could do this the opposite way because at the end of every interview, I always <laughs> do you have any questions? the person if they have any questions for me. Actually, I do actually. Um, I. I would like to know who would win in a fight between Superman and Batman. <laughs> or where did the name Pina Colada come from? <laughs> or which would you prefer to have a, as a, a roommate, a goat or a bird? I read I think, that one, and I, I was almost going to ask you that one because we both hate birds so much. I know. But goats eat all your stuff. I know, it's true. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to survive. Nightmare. I think you should do that. And if the person that you're interviewing doesn't laugh, Take it as a sign that you're just going to be leaving this job in a few months anyway because the people have no sense of humor. You know? Yes. Yes. I think the people at Google should contact us and ask us more questions. I think we should actually come up with um, one of those, like, uh, PR uh, things for businesses to adopt on how to interview your employees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Forget sensitivity training. No, no sensitivity training. Anti-sensitivity training. Oh, my gosh. This is a thing. I, it should be. It's something that you've invented that was good. Oh. That. <laughs> that. Anti-sensitivity training. Like, pretty much, like, 100 million people in the United States of America need anti-sensitivity need it. Need, training. Like, need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, intravenously. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Do we have a bug out bag? We do. Okay. We're okay. going to... We're going to pause for a second, and then we're going to come back with our bug out bag item. Okay, we're back. Bug out bag. So I found, I have seen these everywhere, and I wanted to see um, what you thought of them. These are organic. Um, Like, you know, it's summertime, so my kids always get those Tasty Freeze popsicles that you put in the freezer, and then it's like a plastic tube of flavored ice. Um, but these are like real live, like fruit, 
Um, organic, basically popsicles. Yeah. So there's like peach orange, strawberry lemon, and pomegranate blueberry. Oh. You want to try one? Yes. Which one? Um, I'm going to go with peach orange. Mm, okay. I'm going to go with strawberry just because I'm going to give my children were fighting over it. It's got a little, it's even got a little pull tab. It has its own pull tab. Yes. Because that's the one, one of the drawbacks of the Freezy Pops is mm -hmm. that you can hand them to your kids and say, all right, see you later. But then they can't open it themselves. Although I just pulled my freeze tab or my pull tab and it didn't work. Okay. It just okay. ripped off. Well, the problem is that the popsicle freezes up higher than the pull tab. That's probably true. Okay. Let's see. Smell good. Oh, that's nice. DB's organic. Mm-hmm. I left the box in there so you can't read all oh, the now we won't know the nutrition information. I don't know. It's organic. What do you need to know? It's, it's good for you. I think they're good. I think it's very good. I don't know that my kids are gonna like it as much as a tasty freeze, but it's like an adult tasty freeze. It is. It's Canada Organic. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, it's very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we give this a thumbs up for, like, a fresh summer? I mean, they probably cost ten times with the, like, probably all the all six of them that I got or however many I got here probably cost as much as, like, a box of those tasty or one of the like plastic bags of those tasty freeze things that you'd have for three years. Yeah, like a metric, but, actually, like a metric ton of, uh -huh, of freeze. Uh -huh, uh -huh. They are inexpensive for a reason. Yes, but they're no, I like this. I think my kids would like it too. You can get them at Sam's too in a bigger quantity, probably for cheaper. So oh. I got these at Fresh Market, but oh, I saw them then at Sam's when I went to Sam's this weekend. So, well, I think that. Lots of kids would like it. I think a lot of kids just really like popsicles. Mm -hmm. And if you're like, would you like a popsicle? More than likely, they're going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, right now, it's so hot outside that a popsicle is necessary, especially when you kick your kids out of the house and tell them not to come back inside right. for an hour. But like, here's your popsicle. Mm -hmm, but here's Bye. your popsicle. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the outside. Your parting gift. Uh-huh. Yes, I agree. All right. What'd you bring? Okay. So it's not nearly as exciting as a popsicle. So kind of a hard act to follow. I, I, I mean, <laughs> this is something I've wanted to try for a really long time. It is jackfruit. Oh, I know about jackfruit. They use it in like vegetarian barbecue. Yeah. Which I think is terrible. I don't want to eat a fruit as barbecue, but I've never it's tasted not, it. It doesn't taste like fruit. It tastes like a starchy ve root vegetable from oh. what I understand. Because it's used, like you said, as a meat. Yeah, substitute. Meat substitute or even like as a uh, like potato, I think, sometimes oh. substitute. So. So unsweetened and non-sulfured. I think this is going to taste awful. Okay. So um, I just want to be on the side of, I'm going with awful. I feel like you always think things are awful. I, I mean, I'm right a lot of the time. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Especially stuff you bring. I just don't. I have always wanted to try it. But if you see the jackfruit in the grocery store, it's humongous. And I don't want to commit to buying a whole one. So uh, my daughter and I watch um, The Kitchen kind of regularly. And Katie Lee will buy this in the freezer section. And then she'll make soups or something out of it. You know, whatever. It's usually in a savory application, so right. I don't think it's naturally very sweet. I mean, I've never actually had it, but okay. I guess so we will now. But this is, is unsweetened, too. Unsweetened so. and unsulfured. It is uh, a native fruit of South Asia. Oh, it smells awful. I don't know. I don't know about this. I think it smells like fruit. It looks like a combination of freeze-dried chicken. Or like an apricot. It kind of, I was going to say, it kind of tastes like a dried apricot. It's chewy. That's about all I need of that. Oh, I don't hate it. I didn't think it would be this sweet. It is a lot sweeter than I thought. Mm-hmm. Especially from the way it smells. It has like a guava smell. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the worst thing I've eaten. <laughs> that is such a ringing endorsement. I know. Um, I kind of like it. I would be interested to know which of my children likes this and would eat it. Um, well, I can tell you who isn't going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yes, Elijah will not. No. Try it. I'm trying to look at the nutritional facts. Nutrition facts. I don't really know what the benefit of this is. <laughs> I mean, isn't that a lot of like these, you know, dried fruits and stuff like that? They're supposed to have a lot of vitamins and minerals, but yeah. then when you actually look at them, they You're really like, just oh, don't that much. And you're kind of sitting there going, well, either eat the regular fruit or take a supplement. I just don't know that you get a whole lot out no, of them. Like it's dehydrated. Got, it's got six percent, six whopping percent of your day's potassium needs in um, one ounce. So I think maybe the benefit is that if you're eating this instead of eating a candy or something like that, then it's yeah. probably better than eating candy. But if you were putting this in your crock pot and making barbecue out of it, I don't even understand how you turn it into meat, a substitute. I don't either. And like I said, the ones that I've seen where they do that, they're using like the frozen stuff in the freezer section. So I don't know if the dehydration would affect it, but I'm not mm, sure. Okay. I see what you mean. It wouldn't be dehydrated if you just bought it and right. it. But I don't know. Well, it was, there's something crossed off my list. So I have my bucket list now. There you go. Goodness. I mean, I've heard about it for years, so I'm glad I had a little taste of it. It's not, I mean, that's not terrible. I just don't think it tastes good enough that I would. No mushroom jerky, that's true. That is true. I loved that mushroom jerky. That you, stuff was really good. No, you didn't like that. I you didn't? Like, you like the beef jerky. I was joking. Oh, that's right. I liked the beef jerky. Yeah, so I did so not like the mushroom jerky. I just don't think I'm a vegetarian at heart. I love vegetables. Like, other, unlike some people who eat vegetables but do not like them particularly, I love them in their f regular form. Like, I don't know why we need to keep doing weird things to vegetables. Well, just to cut them up and eat them. Eat it. I don't understand. Anyway. All right. Well, I think we're done. I'm going to finish my popsicle. Okay. I'm going to go give my daughter the rest of mine because she wanted, a, she, there were only three strawberries and I, I wanted to try one. So, oh. all right, you all, we have managed to stretch this out to 52 minutes. So <laughs> I apologize, baby. Sorry about that. Um, we will see you next week. We're going to keep trying to go. We're going to try to um, increase our frequency back to what we were doing every other week. So please check back with us and please leave comments. And again, if you want a Thursday House podcast t-shirt, write us and let us know. Oh, yeah. We'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I guess that's it. Have a great week. Thanks right. for coming. Bye.